Welcome to the Defending Your Diva Podcast. I'm David Davila, and I'm insane. And I am Danny Hidalgo. <laughs> so, hey, Daniel, hey. you're reading a new book. How's life? Um, well, it's not a, I'm, I'm reading a book that is not new, but yes, it is new to me. No, it's a classic. It's a, it's a romantic suspense classic. Uh-huh. Rebecca! <laughs> and i will say i actually will i actually i actually will admit i would love to while i would love to be like that guy that's like yes i've known about this for years and i've always wanted to read it it's always been on my reading list it actually was a musical that so got me into it brooklyn uh, that is such a brooklyn thing or like a no uh, but it wasn't that wasn't the case it actually was the musical that got me into it I, I totally get that i totally get that and and then these stories often do oh my gosh one time i was waiting tables at juniors and this woman literally called a manager to complain on me because I, she said I spoiled the ending of Les Miserables. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's kind of... She goes, how dare you spoil? First of all, I was talking to the table next to her, not her. She needed to mind her own damn business and she shouldn't have been listening. That's what she gets, okay? And I don't care if she was seeing Les Miserables in a matinee that day because listen up, woman. It has been 25 years. And not only that, it's been like 150 years since the original Les Mis was Yeah, I kind of feel so like, like when something has been out for a certain amount of time, it's kind of like spoilers are like, it's just <laughs> Yeah, that's thing. what that's what. It's like those, it's kind of like those people that still talk about um, what's that one show that everyone freaks out about? Um, the the fantasy Breaking one. Bad. Game no, of Thrones. No, no, no. Game of Thrones. Yeah, 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 where people still talk about it and they're like, "Oh, I had, I don't know, don't spoil it." And I'm like, "Girl, that's that's been out for like it's years. Not they can... that old. It only ended a year ago. Like, no, not a year ago. It's been longer than that. It's been maybe 14 months. Like it ended in in oh. yeah, it hasn't been long at all. It ended last summer. Well, but even so, I'm just like I feel like it's been out long enough to where like you can't want to you can't want to see it that bad if you still haven't seen it. Uh, um, it's oh like Shit's Creek. If you're if you're into Shit's Creek, like that's new, so don't spoil that for the ending. Shit's Creek's not it. new; it's like six years old. Well, but I'm the but the last season, the most recent season, isn't. Okay, it ended like a year ago, girl. Just because it came out on Netflix yesterday, like, doesn't, I'm sorry. Yes, but, but the majority know. of people, well, Americans anyways, they like, they watch it on Netflix. I don't think that's true. I th- Well, maybe well, four I- people. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, David. Rowling, Ouch. JK, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm giving you, I'm Ouch, David. You. Ouch, David. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Uh, <laughs> so much happened this week uh, in pop music, but not just pop music. Miss Coronavirus has uh, taken over the White House, and uh, and the president is currently in the hospital. Though, who knows how this ends up? Because this podcast will come out a week. You guys are listening to this podcast a week later, and uh, who knows what will have happened uh... this week. He'll be back in the office and then he'll say, I predict he's going to be back in the office and then he'll make it seem like he's a hero because he defeats Corona and didn't let it kill him. He's the defeater of Corona. Girl, we uh, all defeated Corona already, girl. You're late. You're late to the game. Um, He also, (laughs) like, you know, he also had the best, like, doctors and... I also yeah, think it would no probably wouldn't have, could die from that. It probably wouldn't have been a good look too for the hospital because I I feel like had he 
had he died or something, I feel like the Republicans would have tried to make a conspiracy theory about like how his doctors were Democrats and Ooh, they tried to kill him. Shit. Or, like, yeah, that would be something awful. Something like that. Listen, I wouldn't put it past him either. Listen, that's awful. Um, no. it, while we're talking on the subject of books, one, the Rebecca musical, mm-hmm. I'm still mad too that it never came to Broadway. You can go, if you guys have never heard Rebecca the musical, you can watch the oh, entire so production on YouTube, the European yeah. production. That like a really uh, good bootleg. <laughs> it's amazing. And it was coming to Broadway. It never happened. You should read all about it. It's so juicy. But there's a new Netflix series coming out, which got No, you... it's a movie. Oh, it's a movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it's it a out new already? Movie. It's not out yet? No, 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 no. It comes out, okay. I think, in like two or three weeks. Because uh, they have the original Rebecca film, but that came out in like the 30s, I think, or 1940 or something. That's not why I brought this up. I brought this up only because while we're on the subject of books, Mariah Carey's book is now <laughs> two weeks old, and I still do not have my damn copy because fucking It came Amazon. out in 1940, 19, 1940, by the way. I'm sorry, um, Mariah Carey, you still have the book. That's weird. I literally ordered, I ordered Rebecca on Thursday, and I got it on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, and that's yeah. long for me well here's the thing i got a bunch of other stuff i ordered on from amazon so i ordered a bunch of i'm writing a farce right now so i, I ordered a bunch of different what's plural for farce farces farces farce that sounds like too close to farts i'm like not comfortable with well, that. <laughs> so i ordered a whole bunch of them and uh oh and actually you're correct it's 1940 uh <laughs> I Hitchcock, 1940 yeah um, i don't know if the i don't know if the new version is like just like a direct remake or i don't know if they're going to try to like do something different with it i mean i haven't seen the original movie anyway so i guess it's not it much matter. to um while we're on the sub- subject of redos they redid boys in the band they made a new boys in the band film i saw it uh, yeah i did too and i thought it was fantastic um i thought it was wonderful i know did you okay yeah see i, I i've heard from several gay people your little response and so what i don't why no, i know i was just asking <laughs> well, said, well okay. you obviously didn't like it so what what happened what did you think well i did not like it i think well you know what i i read the play really a really long like it was one of the first gay plays i ever read when i was like 19 or something so i could i had completely forgotten about it i which i guess tells you it didn't have a super crazy impact on my life or anything but i had read it and um the thing about that type of film is, you know, it kind of, not Boys in the Band, but this particular version, it almost feels like it's like a rite of passage where you kind of have to see it if you're gay because it has like all these openly gay actors. Um, you know, it's an important well, gay story. It takes place like right problem. before get the gay rights. But I will say, I, I kind of forgot about like how angry of a piece it is. I was like, wow, this is a very like angry play. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. didn't particularly care for um, Jim Parsons' portrayal. I like him as an oh, actor. Oh, I definitely did. I really hope um, he gets an Oscar nomination for it. Here's the thing. We have the right to be angry. We have the right to make movies that are not just coming out or not just about this and not just about that and not, like, and not just these love stories and not just uplifting because we can tell all, we can tell all of the stories. I don't like this thing that's being put on minorities not just gays all minorities that the film that's coming out of this minority group this year has to be like the perfect representation of all of everybody in that minority population well that's i just didn't say true. that no i know i, I know i know yeah. you didn't just say that but i'm sensing this as a trend like people that don't like this film a lot of uh, a lot of my 
for instance, um, a lot of my Asian friends didn't like Never Have I Ever because they didn't think it represented their particular Asian family. And then uh, a, a lot of my Latino gay oh, friends didn't necessarily like Love Victor because it didn't represent the way they wanted Latino gays to be represented. But listen, there's just a huge <laughs> variety of... Of, oh, I watched Love, of people I watched Love out Victor. There. There's a I huge variety. Victor. There's yeah. a, a spectrum, and we can tell all the stories. The answer is not to tell less stories because it has to fit into that particular mold of what you think it is. The answer is just to tell more stories. Tell all the stories. Let's create a huge spectrum of stories. Well, from, I also think you know, that it has to be. It depends on the type of you know the type of thing that it. So this is my issue with. And David, you know, you and, and I have discussed this. By the way, we're not even like, talking about uh, <laughs> divas. Uh, <laughs> well, that's okay. We'll, but... <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. But um, this is um, this was actually my my one probably my biggest problem with. And David and I have discussed this play endlessly for hours. Uh, the Inheritance, um, which I actually right. liked as a as just a standalone play, I very much enjoyed it. Which I, I also really, feel like I'm gonna get I really canceled did for like saying it. that I liked The Inheritance because I, I no, did. No, I liked. liked the really play moved. i liked the play i thought it was a very good play just in itself that as a play by itself i liked it very much but My you didn't problem, like the fact that it's like it, that it expected gays to all embrace this well, idea the marketing that it of it which i don't really i don't really gays. yeah which to be fair yeah to be fair i don't i don't really know if that was like the playwright's fault or if it was just the way that they chose to market it. But it was the way that it was marketed, or at least the way I interpreted the marketing, but a lot of my friends agreed with me on this, was that it was basically telling you like, this is every gay person's story. This is all of our story. This play, this is a play for all of us. And and there, I think there was a review that they like repeated regurgitatingly so much, which was, this is the pl- the play of this year, of next year, and right. then of, you know, and I was just like, no, it's not. And people don't like to be told um, that. I, I want to say gays don't yeah. like to be told that, but honestly, I think nobody I wants think to was, be told that. I, yeah, I don't and think... I think it was... I, yes, I, I agree with that. And also, I think it was an issue, particularly with that particular piece, because also it was like, this is for everybody, and like, all of them are white. You know, well, are we right. not? Not that they, have, they had a few, few ancillary. Yeah, characters. they had a few, but then the, yeah. the characters of color were which very, is a um, whole other conversation. Uh, I think I'm going to be guesting on someone else's podcast, and we're just going to talk about like the problems of Love Victor and uh, and the problematic uh, aspects. And I think it's this, it's this, it's this uh, idea. That, I liked um, Love Victor. I just didn't like the main actor. <laughs> you know my problem. I just didn't. I just you didn't like that he was straight. Him. Well, that that was just a smaller issue. I just genuinely, I just thought he was a bore, such a boring lead character. I mean, I mean, not character, his portrayal. I just found him to oh. be completely like. I just so. maybe just because I thought he was so cute that I, I just overlooked that. But well, um, yeah, that, I think that, that we do that, that a lot a pass in for me. <laughs> in television. Though we do that a lot. If the person, if the actor is good looking, they'll watch their TV show and whatever. Um, I mean, I watched it because Mariah- it was, uh, I liked the movie. <laughs> yeah, and then Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. I still don't have the book, so it's hard for me. What's <laughs> this the is issue? Really like, <laughs> it's they run now out it's saying stock? it's coming out on Tuesday. No, it, I, I don't know. I'm pissed because I was supposed to. It was I was supposed to get it. Normally, when I pre-order books on Amazon, I get them like the day before, two days before. You know what I mean? That I don't know. What the that's free? You should you should check on that. <laughs> what is there to check? I've been tracking it. It's supposed to be here now on Tuesday, but now Did it's it like ship. Yes, it shipped. Of course, it shipped. So the problem is with the delivery, not that Amazon hasn't shipped it. 
Amazon, uh, but Amazon shipped it on the day that it was supposed to have because arrived. That's a mailing problem. Place. So that was um, there's issues that. But anyway, the new album came out, and I fucking love it. I had such low expectations for the rarities. Mariah Carey's rarities. It's out. I love almost every single song. It's amazing. Uh, I'm. It's such a blessing. I think to the lamely. You didn't listen to it, so you can't. I did talk. listen to it. Yes, no, I did. No, you fast forwarded track next track next track next track next. No, I listened to it, and the songs <laughs> that I didn't like, I was like, okay, I've heard about a minute and a half of this song. It's not for me. That's not how it goes. It's like you just gotta listen to the whole thing. You know. That's not true. I think it is. Well, that's well, that's true. Assuming that the album was made that way, like not all albums are made to listen to it in a full album. Well, like, you, you know, know what's what I mean? funny is that even though these are all like little leftovers from uh, previous albums, it plays like an album from beginning to end. It has such yeah. a perfect like arc, which I really, I'm really impressed because we talked about like six weeks ago about how low our expectations were for this album, especially yeah. because the lead single was kind of lame. And the album to me really oh, delivered. That was actually one of my least favorites. That one with yeah, Lauren Hill. And I love Lauren Hill and it was second, such a filler. I, definitely the second least favorite on the album after the Loverboy original version, which I think is such a flop. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's I didn't so like it bad. at all. <laughs> I, lo- I really the original like the, lover boy i liked the, the original well Wait i guess that's the original but i liked the the one that came out that she actually released i actually the liked glitter. that one much better really at, at the time I, I didn't like it too much uh, i always liked that one uh in in retrospect 20 years later it's it's pretty good you know yeah. but music's changed a lot really in 20 liked years her, her take on um out here on my own but that was nice yeah that's pretty that's pretty to me, the best song on the album, though, is a track uh, called Mesmerized, which she oh, recorded. I did, I did like that one. She recorded it in 2012 for what is her worst album, really, if you ask me, which is Me, I Am Mariah, The Elusive Chanteuse. Okay. That which, title is still to me like one of the most campiest <laughs> titles the for an album, album ever. Oh, my gosh. But what's funny is there's two tracks on the album that don't fit on the album at all. They are, they're like disco soul tracks. And Mesmerized is a disco soul track. And it's a bop. And it makes me think that there was a moment when she was recording that where they almost were like, let's make this a whole disco soul album. And decided not to. And I think they should have. Like, those, that disco track is awesome. It's, it's hot. Um, so, many new, so many people release new singles also. Yes. Did you listen to any of these? Did you listen to Amber Riley's new single? She's going by oh, just no, Riley she now. She didn't come out on my release radar. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Amber Riley, is. she dropped the Amber. She's going by just <laughs> Riley. And she has oh, a new stupid. single. Sorry, Amber. I, I love you. I, I know. We're still calling her Amber Riley. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> her new single is Fire. Oh, is it? Okay, I'll listen to it. I like her very much. It's actually. really good. Actually, I should just play some of it for you. Halsey has a new song that I really liked a lot. Okay, here's a little bit of... Called uh, I'm Not Mad. <laughs> Big girl energy. This is Amber Riley? Yes. Oh, there we go. And the, the video is riddled with uh, cameos uh, by girls with big girl energy. 
Okay. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's pretty fire. Play your play your Halsey one. Oh, I wasn't gonna play it. It's I've never but... been. I mean, I like Halsey when she, when I hear her, but I, I don't stand over Halsey. So I don't know. You're gonna you might have to convince me. I don't know too many Halsey stands. That's not shade. I just don't really know too. That many. was shade. That was no, shade. but I don't. I just don't. <laughs> I like Halsey actually as a musician. I used to. I I got into her uh, pretty recently actually, and I I do like her. She's she's kind of one of those that like you know what though she's kind of one of those that you hear her songs on the radio and you're like oh yeah this is Halsey yeah that's exactly I have to look it up every time I like one of the songs uh yeah so you got new releases for Amber Riley Jordan Sparks uh oh, <laughs> oh the new video for Dua Lipa what is it with Dua Lipa recording so many videos she's got like two videos per song sometimes three What's but she has a new and video Mama works hard we're not mad about it <laughs> she's Give keeping us fed right well her new video for levitating is fucking dope it's got yeah. uh featuring the baby and it's like disco it's a disco bonanza i love it have Dis- you seen disco's um, back in a big way and i'm okay with that have you seen the video on twitter it kind of went viral of um the levitating video, but they mixed it with Megan Thee Stallion. Yes, it's with so Megan Thee Stallion, <laughs> who was on so SNL good. last night. Uh, yeah. SNL's back. Megan Thee Stallion was on there, and she had a really powerful, uh, a really powerful performance, like a protest performance. I, I was really yeah. moved by that. So, uh, but we got a we got a great <laughs> guest today. Uh, he is here to defend Britney Spears. Britney Spears's Radiance perfume commercials. All those silly, stupid commercials that look like music videos. Uh, and he is Not here stupid. to defend them. Well, you know what? He's going to have to prove it, alright? So, uh, our, <laughs> welcome our guest, uh, James Cougar Canfield. He's an actor, playwright, and director who uh, resides in New York City. He's a co-founder and producer of Tier 5 Theater Company and a lifetime lover of Britney's Spears, Stephen Sondheim. Oh, he sounds like me. Animal Crossing and Sailor Moon. Please help us in welcoming James okay. Cougar Canfield. James, Hi. how are you? I'm Hi. good. How are you guys doing? Oh my We're gosh, good. I'm swell. I'm, I'm excited to talk about Britney Spears. Swell. Anytime that anyone mentions Britney Spears, my nipples automatically uh, get hard. Same, <laughs> Honestly, it's just like a chain, like chemical reaction. It's just like childhood. She was my first concert. Oh, really? Yeah, my mom has uh, this really, really embarrassing video that I will absolutely never show to anybody of um, my uh, 12th birthday. Um, and she likes, like, I got a gift for you. And she opens it up and it's like Britney Spears ticket. But I'm like, oh my God! Um, oh, yeah. we need we need to find that video. No, uh, I told her destroy that. We uh, absolutely <laughs> need to find that video. But it was yeah, no, because my mom actually, I got really lucky. My mom actually really liked Britney Spears, like as a performer. Oh my god! So she was like okay with taking me to the. Your prom. mother has fantastic taste. Yeah, like, well, also, I bl- totally, we always joke. I'm like, I totally blame her for being gay. She literally only listened to like Madonna and Britney Spears and Donna Summer. And it's like, girl, <laughs> well, it, is, it is 100% her fault, whether or not it's it genetic or, or nurture, either way, it's her fault. James, oh my gosh, who is, who is your favorite diva? Who are your favorite divas of all time? Um, number one, Britney, duh. Um, because that's just, this is how it is. It's Free just Britney. how it is. She's so good. I remember, um, like fourth grade, um, when you drive me crazy came out. We would have oh like pizza He's parties or whatever. Grade. The stop uh-huh. yeah. with the chairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and I remember someone like at the pizza party like played um the like stop remix yeah. of it you know the great one with melissa um Stone Hart, Hart. Where she, like, and stops literally in the she video just in, in the middle of the song she goes stop, stop! it's yeah. so good it's you, so you don't good. have to like, explain that to our audience everyone knows oh, that sorry, they're sorry. listening to this gay ass podcast the honey they know what the stop remix is honey <laughs> oh my gosh well you have to be like you, you never know because some people now like have no idea about Britney. It's so crazy. Like, our guest last week to, like, was not a Britney fan. She was the first of all our guests that was not a Britney fan. Oh, she gets haters. Yeah, she has haters. <laughs> yeah, she has a lot of haters. I mean, that's kind of like, it's kind of like the fun thing to do is to hate on Britney Spears. Like, to be honest, like, that's like, she was like developed and created as like a like, person to hate. And that's like what became like, why she was like this zeitgeist of pop culture like in uh, like t- uh, like 2006 2007 because everyone wanted to hate her well we're gonna get to britney so who are your <laughs> other favorite divas who are your other favorite divas oh janet jackson yeah um, yes! I, bravo bravo um, janet absolutely love janet. Yeah. Love her. i love me some janet so Aren't you too young to love janet absolutely not absolutely not all like all for you came out like right during my Sorry. like oh, development yeah. like, into like, like yeah, a gay true. person. Yeah, I was like 2000, one, 2001 with a leather jacket on one arm. What the hell is a leather jacket gonna keep warm on one arm, girl? <laughs> what is she doing with that other arm? <laughs> um, and then Madonna. I really, really yes. love Madonna. Madonna. Okay, what's your favorite Janet Jackson album? Um, all for you like I think it's so good it's so good because it's like a divorce record because she just like ditched her husband like right before then so it's all about partying for like the first half and then the second half is like you're trash men are trash and I'm just like that's so good that's like exactly like what my normal like That's night going out so is. so interesting. I never thought of it as a divorce record, but you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. It's totally a divorce record. But there's a it's lot like, of love yeah. songs on there too, though. How do you yeah, it's like the it's like the journey of like when you know when you go out, but then as the night goes on, you're consistently getting more and more drunk. So at exactly, first you're like, and more sexual, like, yeah, and I'm like have so much fun tonight. And then like <laughs> in the middle, you're like, you know what, fuck that guy. And then at the end of the yeah. night, you're like, I'm gonna call that motherfucker. I'm gonna call him. That album has <laughs> so many of the best B sides, though. I'm like, oh my gosh, that yeah. album. Trust. Yep. Amazing. Trust to try. So good. That was her last. Um, if I, I could be remembering this incorrectly, but I think if I remember correctly, that was her last like huge album. Yes. Like, yeah. She was like, yes, really, but like, not because the other album, not because the album that came next wasn't good, because it actually is. Oh yeah. Didn't because say her last she one hundred percent, one hundred percent was blacklisted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. By Clear Channel. I love CBS, the Demita Joe everyone. album personally. Oh, Demita Joe is so great. great. Yeah, Demita Joe is so good. And it like goes to show if you look like statistics of just a little while, like how many. It was like the most yes. added song on radio stations. Yes, fuck it, yeah. Like, it says had everything. such a high debut. It debuted and then, at like, number fourteen on radio yeah. airplay. That's like almost like that's like almost impossible. And mm. literally the next week dropped off. Just dropped yeah. off. Yep. Yeah. 
That is such a good you know, song. That should have been say, I watched the Super Bowl um, when that happened. You, a gay man, <laughs> watching the Super Bowl. Well, well the halftime. Uh, oh, of and course, yeah. um, I never watched the games. <laughs> but um, I actually felt so stupid because, like, I didn't notice when they <laughs> I didn't see it. I remember my sister was like, oh, my God, did you just see Jared Jackson's boob? And I was like, what? No. I literally didn't notice. Oh, so. I can't like, believe the that so they canceled it. I like and oh I thought it was God. on purpose because when I did find out, I was like, oh, well, Justin said, like, literally the last lyric. Fuck Justin. Like, yeah, but he says, I'll have you naked by the end of this song. So I thought it was like, bah. I was like, oh, that's clever. And then, yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, not. Sheesh, my Ay, 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 Trust. <laughs> that controversy also didn't age well, though, because now you look at it and you're like, what the fuck is the big deal? Who cares? Who cares? Like... It's so, yeah. And, but it just like goes to show how uh, we like villainize black women and like that kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. Instead of like taking care, like Justin was the one who literally like ripped something off of her boob. And then like she's the one who loses a career over it. And it just like people have done controversial things before. Like, why is this one different? And I agree she with you. She wasn't the only like, one to get canceled so. at that time, too. That was the same time the Dixie Chicks got canceled. And uh, I mean, it was just a really bad yeah. political time. We thought it was bad then and can't imagine, you yeah. know, what it is now. But I mean, things were very, it felt very political back then. A lot of stuff, yeah. a lot of shit, you know. Although I will say it's now it's like a little bit of the, op- not the opposite, but like, because like the Dixie Chicks got canceled because they said, we're ashamed that the president is from Texas. And now I feel like you kind of get canceled if you support the president. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that so weird to think about that, like, that moment when the Dixie Chicks, like, spoke against, like, George W. Bush was actually, like, probably the change. Like, that was when culture changed, literally, about how we relate to a politician. Because the Dixie Chicks, like, after they sang, like, Landslide, were like, we don't like the president. And that now it can like literally created a landslide that changed like pop culture yeah. and okay, political then, culture. Then Those are two last things last. that they, need they... defending right there: Janet Jackson and the Dixie Chicks. She <laughs> <laughs> didn't even come on to defend them. I know. <laughs> well, the Dixie Chicks got the last laugh because they they came out with then they came out with not ready to make nice and one of them. Well, I guess they sort of got the last laugh, but. I mean, they they won album of the year on their next album, but they're also their new album is so good. But they never made as much money. Like they were at the height. Okay, I was just gonna say Gaslighter. Yeah, their new album is great. It's It's a great album. I liked it. I I don't think I'll ever listen to it again. To be honest, I will. Shit. (laughs) Yeah, but it was cute when I listened to it. Okay, Madonna. Favorite Madonna album? That Ray of Light. I feel like that's such like a typical answer. Like, yeah, the Ray is. of Light is so good. <laughs> <laughs> it is good, though. It is good. I like, feel it's like still Ray of Light up. is, Ray of Light is, like, the album that I feel like I'm supposed to say. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, like, the most critically acclaimed one, but it's not my favorite Madonna. I like it, but it's, like, I'm just, like, I really like, like, 80s pop Madonna. Like, I love, mm-hmm. like, True Blue. You love True Blue. Um, I just don't think those albums, I like just a couple weeks ago went back and like just listened through her discography. And those like the first like four albums aren't like real albums. Like they're just a bunch of songs that are um, put together. That's and definitely not, not until, true like, if you're talking about careful, her fourth album, Like a Prayer, is her masterpiece. <laughs> 
Well, but see, but that's what I mean, though, too, because... But a lot like, of people like, don't but, consider that her fourth album, because she released... That was really, like, her sixth album. But her it? fourth studio oh, album... What do other? I don't what know. Do consider, what unquote. did they consider her other albums? They had she had Madonna. She well, had, like, if you were alive in the did... era, there were like other eras between those. I think it's weird <laughs> um, to say if you were alive. I mean, David, all those you people weren't. are dead by now. We're <laughs> 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 uh, gonna say well, the same thing about Britney Spears probably to me in like twenty years. I don't know. <laughs> well, because there was the Who's That Girl era, and there was the uh, like the Into the Groove era. Those were two other. Oh, yeah. So by the time yeah. that like those are technically like soundtrack albums, um, mm-hmm. but those were huge eras. They each had several singles each off of those albums and movies that went with them. So by the time you get to wasn't her tour? Like her prayer, tour was even the like the Who's That Girl tour, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So by the time you get to Like a Prayer. It's really like her sixth era, even though it's technically her fourth studio album. And then I think it's totally weird that we don't call the Dick Tracy album a studio album, even though it's literally every single song. Yeah, every song is Madonna. Is, <laughs> is Madonna and they're all produced by Madonna. And then uh, only like the three that are written by Stephen Sondheim are the only ones that are not written by Madonna. So how is that not a studio album? That makes no yeah. sense to me. We don't co- we don't count that as a Madonna studio album. I will say yeah, that is a Madonna album. So weird. Yeah. Um, I'm breathless. Actually, I think is like in my top three favorite Madonna albums. Yeah, I think it's so good. You know, I, I, when I was when I had listened to Madonna, I was like going on a like a well, I've, I've listened to Madonna my whole life, but like. When I was going through a specific phase where I was like, I'm going to listen to her entire discography. Um, I had gotten to Dick, the Dick Tracy album and I was like, this is a soundtrack. I'm probably just going to skip this. But then I was like, eh, let me listen to it, whatever. And then I was like, fuck, this is a really good album. <laughs> like, okay. This is really best, good. It's the best she's ever sounded. Yeah. Like just the way it's like her voice her actually voice fits that really style of music. Perfectly. Um, so it works so well. Yeah. On the song kind of stuff, it was on her all... original stuff. Yeah, I mm. think it was mostly because it was, yeah, it was pretty much a Madonna album. Because, like, Avita's not a Madonna album because that has too much no. other. No, it's just, it's just a soundtrack to the musical. Yeah. yeah. Even though that's definitely still an era. <laughs> that was oh, a huge yeah. I mean, was a Madonna huge will never era. let you. Madonna will never let you forget it. I mean, it's like one of the albums, one of the eras that she's, like, still to this day the most, like, proud of. That was a huge era. It, it also had like three big singles on it. You Must Love Me was a huge hit for her. And um, so it's interesting though, that like all of these separate eras and also some like Immaculate Collection even was like its own little era. And that's not a studio album, yeah. collection. And Something to Remember was a little bit of, was a small era. And that's also not a studio album. So it's just, it's just, I'm just bringing that up. I don't know why I felt like bringing that up right now. I was thinking about that. Defend it. I was thinking about that. (laughs) I was thinking that because I posted this thing on Instagram a a while back and it's all the Madonna studio albums. And it just bothers me. There's, there's 14 of them, but it bothers me that like Dick Tracy's not on there. Mm -hmm. That just like, doesn't feel right to me at all. And then I'm thinking, well, God, not just Dick Tracy, like, you know. Um, well, then do you consider, like, like the Bodyguard, like, a Whitney Houston album? Absolutely. Everyone considers no. that a Whitney Houston album. See, so why Everyone isn't, considers yep. that. That only has four Whitney Houston songs on it. 
It has five, and okay, they're also five. four of her biggest. It's like her four biggest songs. Michelle Visage is on that album too. And fun, <laughs> fun fact, people: Michelle Visage is on that album. Yeah, and she never lets us forget it. She'll, track eight. Yeah, she's track like, eight. I was in the track I was eight. Oh my God! Soundtrack. I was on there. <laughs> I was on the best-selling soundtrack of all time. <laughs> <laughs> is that a bigger-selling soundtrack than uh, uh, Staying Alive? Yeah, yeah it's the best-selling uh, soundtrack of all time. It's great. I mean, I had it on cassette. That was a wild year, baby. Let me tell you. 92, you had, uh, you had yeah. Bodyguard. You had RuPaul. Oh, my God. I'm too sexy for my shirt. I did, a, I did see this great video the other day where it was talking about like the best the best songs from divas that you forgot and it was talking about like hits that for whatever reason i guess just didn't like become one of their like popular song like staples or whatever and with madonna it was that song this used to be my playground um excuse me that's a number one hit <laughs> that's like, that's a number one know, hit what are you talking about when i heard it that was yeah, the no, biggest song talking, that year no but they're not talking about songs that were they're not saying that the song wasn't successful they're just saying oh, that like oh. as the years went by people don't really associate it as much with like as being one of the artists' big, big hits. That's true. You know, that's weird because that is, first of all, if that's not on your saddest songs of all time uh, playlist, Danny, then your your playlist is, it's been, you know, <laughs> canceled. Your playlist is canceled. That song is so sad. That was the official uh, Olympic uh, theme of of '92 and the Olympics oh, that's a depressing. <laughs> in Barcelona. My playground was. Yeah, that was the only place you could buy. Is that it. real, David? I don't think that that's a thing. It's real. You could only find that uh, song on the Olympic soundtrack. It wasn't even on the A League of Your Own soundtrack, which is wild because it was the theme song for A League of Your Own. She wrote it for A League of Their Own. He's looking it up right now. Yeah, uh, fact check me really quickly. (laughs) Fact check me. Which is why it's included on her compilation album, Something to Remember. Because most people, like I didn't buy it because you could only buy it on the... I wasn't going to spend $20. Back in the day, it was $20 to buy a cassette tape. I wasn't going to spend... And, and with inflation, that's like $40 today. Can you imagine spending that much on an album? Yeah, so I wasn't no. going to spend $20 on a cassette tape for the freaking <laughs> Barcelona Olympics 92. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is, a, that is a really sad song. It makes me think of my... Uh, death my mortality and uh gets me nostalgic i mean it's a sad song this used to be my playground this used to be my childhood dream this used to be the place i ran to said it was not available on the film soundtrack due to contractual obligations and was later added to the olympic inspired barcelona gold compilation album released thank you thank you some of us some of us lived history darling (laughs) he also wrote it She's written all of her songs since True Blue, maybe. Like, some of the songs, she co-wrote some of the songs on True Blue. And then she co-wrote all of the songs on, like, Prayer. And from then on, she's just written her own songs. Yeah. That's cool. Go Madonna. Go Madonna. Yay, Madonna (laughs) fan. I love it. I love a Madonna. We love a Madonna fan. Okay, so then Daniel get to ask your favorite question that he always rushes to. Go ahead, Daniel. Ask away. Who is your overrated diva? Or divas? Pink. pink. It again? Pink. Oh, pink. We haven't gotten oh, that. Pink. I think. Is she overrated? The tea is piping hot today, mama. 
I yeah, we've never gotten pink before. That is an overrated just, diva, but there you are. Tell us why she's think, overrated. Tell us all the reasons. Because her like her music isn't like that good. Oh. It does like I just like do not think that her like every once in a while she comes up with like a like a bop like that's like a banger. It's great. Like a what about us or. Um, like whatever that song was from a few years ago. She has at least but, one bop for every album, one big bop for every album. Yeah, every then everything comes out with like at least one and one like great bop. But then, Our like, then you get that like so upset listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> rioting, Sorry, pink fans, death threats, <laughs> comments on the <laughs> Instagram post. But then we get like we get like bops, but then we get like terrible songs like that one with the um the guy from Fun just give me a reason or whatever that's literally like i love that song oh Ooh, my gosh it is adult songs? contemporary like like built for like to be played at a dentist's office like oh my god you <laughs> that was an assassination we just we just witnessed an assassination <laughs> holy shit i'm so sorry What was an assassination? (laughs) She said, just give me a reason was written to be played at a dentist office. (laughs) Bitch. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I'm gonna have to defend that song. I think that song's a bop. I like that song. Yeah, oh I like that gosh. song. Yeah. Maybe I'm wow. alone in the world. Obviously, a lot of people liked it. It was a huge hit. Can I ask like, you something, James? Yeah, of course. Why do you hate life? <laughs> You're right. I'm. I'm just really bitter. I really like. Um, I also just hate trapeze artists, and it just like overflows into uh, everything else. He said he hates trapeze artists. Stop it. I'm dead. Oh my God. (laughs) So, shit. Okay. Wow. So, Britney Spears. Yeah. Britney Spears, um, at the height of her popularity in the zeros or in the knots, let's argue about what to call them later. Um, back in the zeros, Britney Spears, at the height of her popularity, left all these coded messages uh, to expect, you know, something coming. And the fans were up in a frenzy, honey. They were they just didn't know what to do with themselves. And here it comes, this big debut, and they're all expecting some kind of music video to drop. And it sure fucking looks like a music video when it premieres but it's not a music video it's a stupid fucking perfume <laughs> so tell us <laughs> and that was only the beginning of a series of like 10 really fucking stupid radiance perfume commercials <laughs> so tell us why why you have chosen to defend Britney Spears's radiance perfume commercials um first off one how very dare you um (laughs) i like i was watching them before i got on just to like refresh myself on all of them and they're fantastic 
Like these commercials are mini movies. Who directed They're 30 them? Second like, is it a long. famous director? Like who who, who directed them? Did they, oh, I have no idea. Did they rise to prominence? I, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Ava DuVernay is like the director. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like how Shonda Rhimes is like the Princess Diaries and Crossroads. Like, yes. <laughs> oh god. I love. I mean, I always love her Britney Spears. Her Pepsi commercials are like so iconic. Oh, oh they are. The that song. Which one do you prefer, though? The, the like one uh, well, through time, the one or... in the factory, just because that's like yeah. that was like peak Britney. Um, but I also love the one where she's going through time, like all the eighties, seventies. Mm-hmm. That one's really cool. Um, my favorite Britney Spears perfume commercial, just because I think it's so ridiculous, is the one where she. I think it's for Curious. Or maybe not, I don't know. I just remember like she she wa- so she's like walking down the street and then there's like a sign that says fortune teller yeah. and she goes into a fortune teller mm-hmm. and people what do you go to a fortune teller for to get your fortune told right <laughs> so she goes and she sits down and the fortune teller looks at Britney Spears and she goes my dear would you like your fortune told <laughs> and then Britney Spears looks at her and goes no. I make my own destiny and then gets up and then walks away. <laughs> I was like, bitch, what'd you walk in there for? Then why did you time? go in there? You're, you're <laughs> mean. <laughs> you're just abusing this old lady. But literally, it's just one of those things where I was like, oh, Brittany, so silly. Um, that, one's for, that one's for Radiant. And what I loved oh, right, about right, it yeah. when watching it was I was like, what does this have to do with Radiant? <laughs> Like, why, why does this have anything to do? Like, at least, like, for her, like, curious one, it's, like, the tagline is, like, do you dare? Which, like, yeah. makes sense. So, like, Radiant. <laughs> but, um, I was, there's always this, like, joke in high school. So there was this, like, we had this hardcore Britney stan. His name was Eric. And I remember um, when she had come out with her um, uh, circus album, you know, that was, like, widely deemed as her comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in a the good comeback. Movie, it was, it was a great comeback, but in like, it's just so funny how sometimes I do admit, and I love Britney, but we do sometimes set the bar a little bit low for her. Cause I just remember oh like, my uh, no, 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 just in the sense, like, I remember in, um, I remember in her circus music video, like literally the music video starts with her. She's sitting there and you hear the music in the background. It's like, and literally Britney Spears, she grabs her perfume and she's just putting perfume on her. And like this guy, Eric, I remember we watched it. He's like, fucking icon, like put that perfume on. And I was like, she's literally just putting on perfume. Calm the fuck down. And it's just like funny how people are like, she's breathing. She's breathing. um, but i was there too i was also like she she could do no wrong in my eyes britney it's so good um have you seen the tiktok of it's making fun of the radiance commercial like um where it's like you go into a restaurant and the waiter's like what do you want to order and then you're like Actually, I make my own food. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what it is, though. I make my own. Wait, go go into H and R Block. Uh, Okay, uh, let me see your W two forms. Actually, I do my own taxes. (laughs) I feel like you You could literally say that with like any situation. Like, just go to like a clothing store. I make my own clothes. Um, you could even go into the dentist, hear a pink song playing in the background, and then be like, actually, I clean my own teeth. Yes. Get that tartar off. Get that tartar off. Get um, it. My, 
My favorite one of the commercials, which I think is so tacky in the best way possible, it's for um, it's for fantasy, but it's like this huge epic storyline where she's like, once upon a time there was a goddess in a forest, yeah. and the goddess could transform herself, and she like becomes an owl because uh, why? Why is that the animal that Britney Spears Spears chooses to like become? <laughs> Um, but then like she talks about this hunter and how this hunter like went to look for her, but he couldn't find her because she went on a goddess world tour and suddenly it's like clips from the Onyx Hotel tour. And I'm just like, Brittany, what is this? Like <laughs> you go to a beautiful set and then you have low quality clips from Onyx Hotel. That's what I'm saying. Britney Spears, she just like we just love her so much that anytime she does anything bad, we're just like <laughs> Britney. <laughs> Do you think those were her ideas? Like there's those ideas are so terrible. I feel like those were her ideas. Oh, 100%. I think she's actually like like the most artistic person in the entire world who is never allowed to be artistic. Like I think she like just throws any thought out there even though it's like wacky or crazy. Um and sometimes they let her just run with it. Sometimes they're excellent ideas. Like the baby one more time video. Right, that was her idea. Sometimes, one more time. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they're the fantasy perfume commercial. Right. Like it just happened. <laughs> right. I wonder if uh, I just wonder if she's okay. Did you are you following her stories right now that she's she's posting yeah. her her Hawaii? How long ago was that Hawaiian trip that she's suddenly posting? That's what I want to know. But who? Yeah. Who knows? Because even when it's like I timestamped this or like I put the date on this, it's like no, that's not she always how, posts like, everything like a month after things. it happened. So like, yeah. <laughs> which could be understandable for any star because you don't want to like paparazzi to show up uh, on. Yeah, but right. that, not it's that like, long after David, she can literally post it like when she leaves. She doesn't have to post it like like weeks later. She also Poor is wearing Brittany. that same damn freaking crop top shirt. Always. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, though, in quarantine, let's be honest, how many times have any of us changed our clothes, though? Like, I'm, I'm currently wearing a Katy Perry shirt that I've yes. like. Oh, Prism. So good. Her best Her last era, grade. in my opinion. Uh, unconditionally, favorite Katy Perry song. No, most underrated. <laughs> Worst most song ever written. What she are you puts, talking about? You, we've had this conversation. She puts the emphasis on the wrong syllable. It's not unconditional. That's not how you say it. That's not how you fucking how say should, it. How you don't should say, she say it. it? Uh, oh my God, I love you unconditionally. Oh my God, I, I love, love you unconditionally. Unconditionally. It should be unconditionally. No, that, that sounds, sounds terrible, no. David. You know what yeah, sounds terrible? Awful. You know what fucking sounds terrible? <laughs> Unconditionally. No, I'm sorry, I James. You need to have my Big back ass. here. I thought you were a Stephen Sondheim fan. Stephen Sondheim would roll around in his waterbed if he heard that. No, no, no. He oh, would also, like, like live a, for when it. You're, when That's you're like West Side Story on, lyric. When you're trying to belt on like an eye, put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> when you're trying to belt on an eye, so she would have done unconditionally. What is it? What do you want to do? Unconditionally. That sounds awful. So does unconditionally. No, it doesn't. It sounds no, it really, really does. Uh, <laughs> it really does. But Katie, All the, Katie the always has like weird accents on her song. You like, um, like what is that one from? No, um, she like, does. Think, yeah, one of my, one of my. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, James. I cut you off. Go ahead. It's okay. Thank you for apologizing. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> he does it a lot. I'm playing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, playing. Trying to get, I'm trying to get um, better listeners. Um, that's where I am. <laughs> 
We all play We all have room for growth. It's totally fine. Um, thinking of you from her first album, like literally how she like says words in that song do not make sense. It's like she's doing like an Alanis Morissette impression because Alanis is also notorious for just not Alanis pronouncing words. Does, Alanis does put the emphasis on the wrong syllable all the time. My, all my, the time. Uh, the, K, the Katy Perry song that I always... I like the song, but just I cringe at the way she formates the words. It's probably Bon Appetit because if you listen to like the, yeah, it's just like it's like she's trying to squeeze. Like it's just like looks like you've been starving. You got those hungry eyes. I could tell that you just sugar because the levels ain't right. Because the mirror's always right. I'm like, girl, if the word doesn't fit, change the word. Come on. It's <laughs> like she like in the recording studio like listened to like the lead track. And was like, ah, I don't, I don't get yeah. it. I don't and I get like, it. like the pre, I love, I love like the pre-core under candlelight, we can mm. wine and dine. I like that part, but then in the, in I've the never actually it. listened to the words like that. I, I, I liked that song. She got a lot of crap for that song. I, well, I that, was, was, that was, that was, I thought it was sexy. Era. I, like, yeah, I like that song. I, I actually, yeah, the, the witness yeah. era has seems to have aged pretty well. Yeah. People are, people, that album's fucking people, awful. I listened to that one. Oh, I don't think so. Um, but, um, but no, but it is that kind of thing where people watch the videos now and they're like, oh, this actually wasn't bad. What was the problem? Yeah. But I will say this. I think that was like her, one of her best songs of all time. The lead single, um, Chain to the Rhythm. No. Chain to the wow. Rhythm is so fucking good. No. That song is what? so good. The message of that the song, by the, the way. sucks. And that song to the me me ma- The so message good. of that song, by the way. How do you is not like, like really that song? It's literally no what we're going through it. right now I'm because the one. message of chain to the rhythm is how we listen to music to tune out everything that's going on in the world. Yeah. Um, and how like we literally are just like um, like not paying attention to what's happening. And that's why she's saying, you know, you're chained to the rhythm. Well, I didn't take it that literal. I thought she was talking about like governments and social media and distractions from what's going on. But I almost feel like... Um, I feel like she was trying to be too woke and people called her out like, dude, this is performative wokeness. And that's why she got canceled. That's why she got canceled. Welcome to Katy Perry, though. Like, (laughs) she made her career on, like, performative wokeness. And she cut her hair. I really think it was a full, it was, like a felicity it, right? thing. Yeah, is that she's got she that ugly, ugly, short, platinum blonde hair. Well, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, if she was but doing... They liked perform- it, it worked for Madonna. Yeah, but if she was doing, like, performative wokeness and it was, like, and she, like, took away... Well, I don't want to say she took away her sex appeal because she was still, I mean, I don't know if Katy Perry can ever be ugly, but like, mm-hmm. you know, she took away how I think America saw her because people saw her as like this like bombshell, like big boobs, long, dark hair, you know, um, like really girly girl. And then she kind of switched to kind of look like a like pink or something. In her uh, defense, I will say... And this is probably why you hate this performer so much. Music changed that year. That year that that album came out is the same year that Ariana Grande got, like, huge. I don't hate Ariana Grande. And it makes <sighs> sense now why you hate Ariana Grande. I don't hate Ariana Grande. He hates Ariana I, I, Grande. He no, never I shuts don't. up about it. Uh, that's not true. I literally gave her props last week. So music changed underneath Katy Perry, and it was a bunch of factors, I think, leading to it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was one sole purpose. I think there was yeah. quite a few different things. She that... also at that time was like super overexposed because right before that album came out, she did like this thing where she was like I don't know, it wasn't like Instagram live because that didn't like really exist then. Oh, yeah. But where the people YouTube could watch live. her for four days straight. Yeah. Like and watch every moment. And it's like oh, God. it's like that 
that she like went from like trying too hard and it being like, oh, cute, Katy Perry's trying, to being like, wow, you're really, really trying hard and it's really off-putting. Like, and I don't know what, how that, it's the same thing, it like happened with Anne Hathaway too, where it suddenly goes from being like endearing to being like off-putting. Um, <laughs> A lot of people hate her too. <laughs> I love Anne Hathaway. Have you guys seen the Witches trailer? Yeah. Yes. Love it. What did you think? Oh my gosh, I'm a with it i always um, me and my friends always so me and my friends always joke because we say that anne hathaway is on a mission to like be played on snatch game <laughs> like because yes. um, i was like looking if you look at all the films she's done i was like she this sounds shady but it's not shady i fucking love anne hathaway literally she's my favorite actress so i can say this but i'm like <laughs> i literally like anne hathaway wants to be a gay icon so bad yes. <laughs> like yes. she is and camp. she is to me like, i, I think she is Yep, I agree. Because I mean, all, of her, all of her, so, well, so many of her films though lately, David, she's so, doing so much like high camp. Um, I will say it, her, like, she did that. She camp, did that. her performance in Ocean's 8, I thought was fucking brilliant. Oh. I was like, this is oh my genius. God. That was so good. Yeah, like <laughs> literally, like literally it was so funny because my friend, my I watched it with my friend and I, I yeah, I thought her performance and that was so fucking great um and my friend was like well she was kind of just like playing herself and i was like that was the oh, whole point ouch. of yeah. the character yeah. <laughs> no but it was she was she was playing her she was supposed to be playing like a bratty actress she's made, here's the thing she's made so many bad movies i think maybe that is that why people don't like her why don't people like her just a lot of what bad movies. people still don't like oh, her. I mean, God, so many movies I just can't be bothered to watch. Yeah, but you know what? The thing <laughs> about it, I saw this. I saw this really interesting article where it says, um, you know, people can say what they want about oh, everyone hates Anne Hathaway. People don't like Anne Hathaway, but it's like she's still consistently getting cast in A list movies. She people say like like she's always considered for high A list. I I, I I do personally love like her a lot. So someone's yeah. coming on the program in a few weeks, and they're going to defend Anne Hathaway's oh, performance. Yeah, in a movie called yeah. Colossal, which I've never heard of. I didn't know it was oh, it's on Hulu. Thing. Oh, okay, so um, I can watch it then. All right. Yeah, if you want, if anyone wants just like a little quick, quick Anne Hathaway, that's great. You need to watch episode three of Modern Love. Her, um, it's on Amazon Prime. Everyone says that, play- but I swear, I, I thought you were gonna say uh, Brokeback Mountain. Oh no, oh, she was good in that too. She's but, excellent um, in that. No, but but my but she Modern Love is just a movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's shown her. She's actually shown her. She's and Hathaway's got naked in a lot of movies. Actually, um, she's naked throughout pretty much all of Love and Other Drugs. Does, does nothing Hall. for me. Yeah. Oh, that movie is so boring. See, this is that's one of those movies I love that, that I movie. can't be bothered to yeah. watch. Oh, yeah, I, I love that, that movie. one. What a snoozer! It's a snore fest. Jake Gyllenhaal's <laughs> booty is in like almost the whole thing. He that oof, he looks great in that movie. You could just oh. Google images of it, I guess. You could, but it's also I, I don't know. It's a good movie. She has Parkinson's in it. She plays oh. it beautifully. Um, but no, no, but in Modern Love, there's an episode. It's in, I believe it's episode three, and she plays a character that has bipolar disorder, um, and it talks about like how she's basically trying to date people and it's like not working because her you know disease so i didn't realize that show is based off of like a news article articles or yeah something. it's based off of a, like stories that people would write in from where um, is that from new york times or new, new york, york times or yeah something? um but yeah and hathaway has there's i don't want to spoil it but there's this one scene at the very end in a diner with her friend and oh you've already spoiled oh. it it's, no, no, it's, not. Not. it's not like a spoiler to be 100 percent honest i've watched that scene 
because it was yeah. all over Facebook. Like it was all over yeah. social media. Oh, I don't thing. remember. It it. Like, I'll have to watch it. Oh, it, it it's was so everywhere. good. It's just okay. when she like, yeah, she just like I'll talks watch very, it. yeah. I, I mean, even if you don't want to watch the episode, at least watch that clip. Can I make yeah. a confession? And you guys just do not like judge me. Can I make a confession? No. <laughs> you're, wait, you're no, you're not going to judge me, or no, you are. No, I'm not going to judge you, James. <laughs> Every time I laugh, and, and the mic uh, peaks. Sorry about that. Uh, the mic spikes. Okay, here's my confession. Are you ready? I've never watched The Princess Diaries. Why? That's weird. That's like a, um, that's like a I think because I was like did. a senior in college when that movie came out, and it was just like too cool for school. Yeah, Ugh, that movie holds up. That's what I hear. Was her so first movie. I should watch it. What channel? If it's on some channel, I could totally watch it. What channel would that be on? Disney Plus. I rem- I oh, know. It w- I know it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's. Oh hmm. yeah, it is on Disney. Oh yeah, it would be on Disney. Yeah, Which, it? while we're on the subject of that, Darren Star has a new TV show. Uh, Darren Star, the creator of Sex and the City and Younger and all that shit, um, has a new TV show that's yeah. basically just Younger in Paris or Sex in the City in Paris. And um, of course I'm obsessed with it because it, because I'm called Emily obs- in Paris, <laughs> yeah, Emily, <laughs> Emily in Paris. And it's basically just Sex in the City or Younger. Maybe it's a little bit more like Younger, but uh, if you like that kind of thing, uh, then you'll love this. And honestly, like I miss Paris, you guys. And I'm like, oh my mm. God, I wish I was there right now. <laughs> uh, rant over. Well, I've never been because I'm poor. So. I like fun fact Uh um i actually got to spend a summer in paris and right outside of paris studying modern and postmodern dance um it was so did you have like a bunch of awesome hot love affairs no none it was me and a bunch of girls you're lying you didn't have any love affairs while you were in in paris um (sighs) not that time i was in paris because it was like me and a bunch of like ladies um who like just like rolled around on floor and like leaned on each other and mm. like beeped a lot of beep 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 does that mean they were cussing and it was and it was uh, a sensor no this is like <laughs> our and our sound <laughs> <laughs> our soul speaking oh my gosh Paris uh, is so good i love uh, that city love it so much magical that's probably what people say about new york i guess i still think new york is magical (laughs) totally wore off on me but once in a while you get like (laughs) once in a while you're like oh yeah that's why i moved here wow cool yeah especially at christmas i love christmas yeah and brian christmas and brian park what's your favorite christmas song uh all i want for christmas is you duh but not only no duh. i don't know silver bells is so uh Ooh, silver bells pretty. Silver oh, that's a good one. what's your yeah, favorite game um mine's real gay um and be specific it's have yourself a merry little christmas but judy garland, judy garland version, version from the original from Mimi in st louis before mm. 2d goes out and destroys the snowman well, she doesn't go. No, wait. Is it her? It's the... <laughs> yes, I love how I met. I love "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas," Judy Garland. That's a good one. Okay. I really it has like the uh, I really like. Oh, you want to get real gay? This is like real gay. Not a classic, but it's gay. Um, I really love um, the little drummer boy, but 
I love the version with Jennifer Nettles and Adina Menzel. Oh my God, yeah, <laughs> gay. I so, was like, how is this going to be gay? And yeah, yeah, that was pretty gay. Yeah, you Jennifer guys Nettles. gay James right there. Jennifer Nettles <laughs> and, and Adina Menzel. Menzel. And it just wow. is like them literally just like screaming their faces off. It's the best. We need. We should have a gay Christmas special. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie Underwood just came out with a Christmas album. It's pretty good. I listened to it. Oh yeah, oh. we should rate all of the Divas Christmas albums and <laughs> in order. I have. The yeah, yeah. I mean, special. I only listened to it for a second. I, yeah, I only listened to it for a little bit because I was like, Ugh, it's like I'm feeling Halloween right now. Like this is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, which I have a great. <laughs> great i have a great halloween playlist it's called fear um uh fear night um no sorry fright night that's what it's called have you heard this this weird crazy idea of about the monster mash what so the song the monster mash right is a (laughs) song about all of these monsters who get together and hear the monster mash and dance to the monster mash but the monster mash is not the the song the monster mash is a song about monsters doing the monster mash but we still don't know what the monster mash is i'm shook i'm shook to my very existential crisis (laughs) so david that was a very long-winded way of you just saying we don't know what the monster mash is (laughs) okay how about um Kim Petras releasing a, a Halloween album last year. I love this Halloween album idea. Like, yes, yes, let's celebrate Halloween like we do Christmas. Let's make it gay. Uh, it's gay Christmas after all. And mm-hmm. um, give us some some Halloween disco jams. Kim Petras is just excellent. Yeah, she's, she's so great. good. Daniel thinks she's overrated. <gasps> I didn't say that. I she said that did. I liked her, but my, my issue with... I did not say she was overrated. I said, I, yeah, first of all, Kim Petras can't be overrated because she's not even that famous, except for, in, I mean, in the gay community. Um, she isn't, though. But You're right. She isn't. She's not that famous. Um, it's not taking anything away from her talent. She's just not that famous. Um, I don't even, I, I, I don't I don't think any of my friends know who Kim Petras is. Uh, my straight friends, sorry. Um, I feel like that's not true. They do. I was like, they who are you now. hanging out with? But anyway, no. No, 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 but my, my, my issue with Kim Petras is while I appreciate that in her so far short career, which I hope will be very long, um, she has made a sound for herself. I think that a lot of her songs sound the same. I hear that, so, though. Not like every that. single one, because I know like I'll say that and then some people will get like two of her different songs and be like, does this sound the same? And I'm like, well, I think if you look over, she's released, I don't know, 20, 30 songs at this point. I feel like a lot of them sound the same. Did you add that? I can't remember what, like, one of those Zoom fundraisers it was for, but she covered um, Paris Hilton's Stars Are Blind. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Um, uh, I got a little teary-eyed, to be honest, (laughs) because Stars Are Blind and Paris, this is if you invite me back, I would also defend um, Paris Hilton's pop album because I think it's one of the best pop albums It's actually, it is. It, It actually, it's shocking how good it is. Yeah. It's and, the and one song that sampled Grease, so bad. I think it's kind of weird that it didn't pop off, actually. Like, that they were against her. Like, they were like, no, we're not spinning your record. Like, we're not, this isn't, we're not going to let this happen. Yeah. Like, a collective I effort between I saw her music video on VH1 all the time. It didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen for her. 
So why why didn't it happen when it's actually such a good album? It's really weird. Like, nothing in this world. There was Excellent. a hatred like, against the idea of her wanting to be a singer when we we all knew she had no talent, and collectively the idea that she was putting out a record was like, it, like it was a it was hatred. It was despised. Yeah. It was universally despised. The idea that she thought she could just buy her way into pop stardom. And she almost did because the album's amazing. She must Stars have... Are Blind was a hit. Like, it yeah. did well. Like, what did it do? It was like a top 30 song. No, like, I don't I'm think it... Yeah, I still have it, over my, I have it on my beach Yeah, post. I think you're over-exaggerating. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so good. It's a good song. It's such a good beach song. Like, songs when I'm in the in a tropical mood. Stars are Blind. <laughs> Stars are Blind is on there. The lyrics are kind of deep, too. She talks about, like, like sin... I'm like, okay, Paris. Then, like, like, the stars, you know, being blind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they're just wandering around in space. They don't know where they're going. Um, so, okay, according to this, according to the Billboard chart, it reached number 18 on the Hot 100 yeah. due to digital sales. Due to digital sales. However, it reached only 102 on Radio Airplay. Which is sort of like I'm just gonna say trendsetter, like creating the digital hundred and two. So, but if you want to put that in a positive light, she hit number two on the bubbling under chart. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I justify Katy Perry singles now. Uh, yeah, um, I'm like also... she hit number one on the bubbling under, number one queen, <laughs> number one. Uh, also, still hashtag... number one in some chart. <laughs> Um, Justice for Never Really Over because they actually think that's like one of her best songs ever. I yeah, love how this yeah. is supposed to be about Britney and now it's like a Katy Perry. Um. <laughs> oh, we always go off. No, we it's, um... all universally agree that Never Really Over is like an is it should have been a number one hit, and the only explanation to the reason yeah. it's not is just that the culture universally decided Katy Perry was through. See, I think it's. I think she didn't promo it. Well, I mean, no, I mean, she, she, that, that song did get really positive reaction. I mean, that was, that but was a real. That song fun. should have been a number one fun. hit. Yeah, but it, it, was, a, it was a hit. It just wasn't a number one hit. Yeah, but it should um, have been, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, that, that day, if I do say so myself, that was a really good day to be a Katy Perry fan. Um, <laughs> that, what day? What day are you talking about? The day that never really over came out, because um, I just remember that everyone was like, "Holy fuck, this is so good!" <laughs> like, um, mm-hmm. and we were all like, "I know you could do it, Katie. I knew you yeah. still had it in you." And it was also great too because, like, I actually remember the lyrics of that song. People were kind of using it as like a, like a double entendre for her career, or like because like, they kind of <laughs> felt like she was saying like, "You bitches told me that like I was done, but like it's mm-hmm. never my career is never really never over." Really over. Um, and it was just, I yeah, it was, it was really good. I, I, it's still, I mean, that was her, that was like her, her last, like not, not last as in final, but like last as in her most recent, like yeah. really great to where I was like, fuck, this is yeah. so good. Um, and I have hopes that she will release that again, but I don't know the kid <laughs> needs to grow up and she'll have like some, like, like or maybe, I don't know. So what did you guys think? <laughs> I'm of still Demi waiting Lovato's... for her Jagged Little Pill album. Go ahead. 
her jagged little pill. She released yeah, like, Teenage Dream for her years to, ago. I'm, I'm waiting for her to do like the singer songwriter dark. Like I'm gonna talk about all the men who bucked me over and like. Oh, I would not she has listen it in to her. that. Album. I want. Oh, I would. Um, From she, Katy I think Perry. The, that's what you want. The closest, the closest she's ever gotten to that in one of her songs is if you listen to the Teenage Dream album. She has it wasn't a single, but she has a song called Circle the Drain. Oh. So good. Uh, yeah, it's like her. Single. It's like her most like angry "fuck you, you fucked me over, you piece of shit" type of song, and she's talking mm. about um, Travis McCoy and how she was dating a guy who was addicted to drugs. Um, and it's so good. I was like, oh, I wish she would have gone a little bit more in this direction, but she still has time. But I mean, whatever. Um, I'm still. I'm actually going back to Britney. I, I, I was just having a conversation with my friends about do you guys think Britney will ever release like an artsy album? Like I want her ray of light. She gave us blackout in 2008. Yeah. But that was still a dance album. I want, I want like a really like introspective. Ray of light is a dance album. Yeah, but it's, but it's no, but not real. I mean, yes it is, but it's like, it's, but there's a lot of different things in there. There's like trip hop, there's middle Eastern music. Well, in order for her to come out with something like Ray of Light, first of all, she would have to write more of her songs. Though Britney Spears has written some of her most iconic songs. She is not. She wrote every time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, Britney Spears has written some of her most iconic songs. She does not write almost any of her songs anymore. And also you would have to, she would have to let us in. She would have to let down this shield and she doesn't let down that shield like but i don't think that's her ever. i wonder if she even lets yeah, down that she's too boyfriend. that's not her. i don't think that's her putting up the shield i think that's like like not to be like the a conspiracy theorist, but i know i think it's her whole team i think it's like larry and like all of them who are like not allowing her to do you know because she like once upon a time like in between in the zone and blackout had the original doll album that was supposed to be released yeah, um, where she like had released. rebellion and like Mona Lisa, um, Mona Lisa, and all this stuff that was like all based off of poetry that she had written that then was like turned into pop music, and and they were like you can't release this, like and tossed it aside. Like she even went to Ryan Seacrest's like radio show, mm-hmm. like called in and was like I'm gonna play you Mona Lisa, so it has to be out there. And then her label and her team like erased it from existed and she wasn't supposed to do that well i mean it's it's on the um chaotic yeah it's on chaotic here's the thing but, that song's not good <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> none of those songs you're talking song, about are good so i think the reason I, that they didn't want it released was not because like oh you can't release this because they'll know who you really are i feel like it's you can't release this because this is not good and chaotic oh, see, I is not good Oh, I EP love all of those good. stupid songs. Well, I think actually, you know, I personally <laughs> love them too, but they're not good. Like I can, <laughs> I can personally love them, and uh, I have them on my Britney playlist, which you should totally check out on Apple um, Music. You guys follow me, because um, uh, those songs are on there. But at the same time, know that it's like those are not radio friendly. They're not even disco club friendly. Well, I think if you look at Britney's like music retrospectively now um i think she was actually going in a good direction because she had like the first album which was super super bubblegum pop she Mm -hmm. had um oops i did it again which was like obviously still super super pop but like a little bit more 
mature she had then her britney album which was like okay slave for you she's getting a little bit more sexual now it's a little bit of adult then she had one of my favorites which was in the zone where i was like okay now she's a woman now she's like blatantly talking about sex because she had like touch of my hands and one of the best britney songs and an amazing song to make love to uh breathe, breathe on me, on me. Yes. um yes. which is just like oh lord <laughs> <That> <laughs> so, album is amazing i literally no i literally listen to that song even when I, and i'm just like this song just puts you in a mood especially like um mm, in, the, in the bridge in the bridge of that song where it has the whole like breathe 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 and you just have britney being like so sexy um, but, anyway, but yeah no she was going in that yes. direction so it's not it's not just like a it's not just like a, oh well britney's is just not mm. that yeah, where she literally was talking about masturbation in that song. But she was headed, I think, in that direction of like, you know, it wasn't like a thing where it's like, well, Britney's just not that type of, uh, you know, she she's not singing mature music. I'm like, no, she was going more. Every yeah. single album that she had was going more and more mature, more and more mature. And then, unfortunately, she kind of had a breakdown. And I think that obviously changed a lot. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. I'm interested. I'm interested to see because so many people online they always say like, you know what we need? We need a documentary about everything that's happening with Britney. I'm like, but, but that wouldn't work though when she's on the conservatorship because they wouldn't let her say what she wants to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I do think like her like previous um like her first four albums are actually so like forward moving in music. Like every single one of them up into like actually five, like let's include blackout in actually oh, we're like blackout. pushing music forward. Um, and every time it was like ahead of the game of what pop music was going to be like, um, until the conservatorship. And then suddenly Circus was such a safe album. So good and so poppy, but there was nothing exciting about it, like really moving forward. Um, but then and this is like so controversial, but Femme Fatale, I think like is an underrated classic that actually changed like pop music. Um, because Hold It Against Me is the reason EDM became popular. Like, and that is the hill that I will die on. Like <laughs> Would you hold but it then, against but then Brittany Jean and Glory oh, have Glory's Glory. amazing. You don't like Glory? I love, yeah. Britney I, can't, I hate terrible. Britney Jean. That's actually, her worst album. They, the, who was it that just released a, a list? That, was it Vox that released a list of all of Britney's albums ranked? And they put Britney oh. Jean above Oops, I Did It Again. Which is wrong. Like, Which is them. just like a wrong. That's just wrong. <laughs> like, that's like, excuse me, Britney Jean's, I don't even count that as an album. No. There's a can... there's a there's a YouTube channel that makes um sad versions of songs, which is like <laughs> usually what they'll do is they'll just take the song and then like slow it down or like take out the instrumental and then like add a piano version to it. But they did they did one for Britney Spears' Lucky and it's like oh this is uncomfortable. Oh, uh, I gotta hear that. I gotta hear that. Lucky I'll makes send, me I'll send so sad. After. Like hearing Lucky, I like it's it's so now. bummed out. It yeah. hits differently now. <laughs> Shit. Wow. Fuck. Pardon all my French. Okay. Lucky. Yeah. Emily in Paris. Um, Emily in Paris. You're so so French right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, that's, I forgot that that video yeah takes place in Paris, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Also, do you remember them making the video? This is so iconic. Yes. Um, her rolling up in like the blue bug, and like it's so funny. My little like 
I don't know how old I was, like distinctly remember the MTV making the video and Britney Spears in her cute little bug, like rolling up to the lucky set. And I was like, I don't want to be that. Like, I want to be that person. I want to be a bug. That was a big thing in, in on MTV where they would have the making the video episode. And then at the ve- and that would be like the premiere of the music yeah. video. And then at the very it end, really they would have like a it was like, yeah, it was like a really good marketing with a 25 minute like little episode where they had the making of and then the last five minutes was the actual video. Yeah. Um, and I remember they would premiere the videos that way. Oh, I miss MTV. That was really, really well, smart. Well, it's still here, but it's not the same thing. Yeah, it's not. Not at all. Why don't what we still have it? that? It's such Ratings. a good promo. And, and like, oh, you I mean the love... making the videos? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, I would have loved to see like a behind the scenes of like Lady Gaga's 911 especially like making oh, it we in not like talked about that enough that is to me that's a fucking that that is a masterpiece the 911 video is so a masterpiece oh i watched well, it like four of, times in a row yeah on their youtube channels like individual artists they usually have making of like um i know that ariana grande i believe she usually posts making of katie perry all the time posts making of her videos mm-hmm. um on her youtube channel hmm. um there's a few other i think i've seen i saw selena gomez has had um, you know yeah, what we haven't talked about at all is that Selena Gomez has a fucking cooking show. Have you guys watched this? <laughs> oh, does she? No. Did not she has a cooking show. Oh, I think show. I did see something on it's that. It's incredibly yeah. popular, and it got uh, renewed for a second season. What, and also, I making? just found out today. I just found out today that um, Metropolitan Opera star Denise Graves has a cooking show on Facebook, and she just calls her opera friends, and they they make stuff together and and same with selena she started cooking she started the show in quarantine I, I wonder if how it even came up because it's literally just her like facetiming chefs and they teach her how to make stuff and it's oh incredibly my. popular hillary duff's sister Haley duff has a cooking show oh it's pronounced God. doof Haley duff no it's not it's pronounced remember our lips are sealed it's next absolutely. cover that oh, yeah. hillary and Haley did they oh, were trying good. to make Haley Duff happen for so long. So bad. Yeah. And she just ended up in Hillary, God bless her. She really, she helped her every chance she could, but the public was just not interested in Haley Duff. Haley Duff. That's like Eric Roberts or um, <laughs> Ro- Robert Lapone. <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> the siblings, siblings. Who just uh, Well, um, Robert Lapone's in a chorus line, so he, he's the original. Well, yeah, they have a career, but I mean, yeah, yeah, Haley Doof. She's had it for a while, and of course, the highest rated episode was when she had Hillary on it. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, which they, talking, they made a great, which they actually made back. a great, delicious Texas crab boil. Ooh, that sounds Ooh, good. Uh, that sounds really yeah, good. Yum, <laughs> Texas boy. We're Texas boys. I know the Texas was like, Ooh. do you guys like boils? Uh, only if they're on the butt of humanity. Ooh, I love boils. That was a Steel Magnolias <laughs> joke. Steel Magnolias joke. <laughs> that would have killed with an older uh, demographic. <laughs> Or maybe just gayer. Can I tell you one um, very unpopular opinion about Steel Magnolias that I have? Um, no. So, uh... <laughs> David loves Steel Magnolias. I do too, actually. I have actually never seen the movie. Oh, you sh- you're in for a treat. I'm kind of jealous of you. I've show because I'm a theater okay. gay. So Great. I've like, seen it on stage, but I've just never watched the movie. 
Oh, you know what? Then this is a good exercise for you as a playwright because it's the perfect example of, no, I'm serious. This is the, mm-hmm. this is what I use for my students. It's the perfect example of how to adapt a play into a screenplay. Oh, I love that. It's the perfect perfect example because in in the play it's like six scenes they all take place in the beauty parlor so mm-hmm. everything that happens they have to talk about it as if it happened off stage etc um and in the movie they that doesn't happen at all it'll they literally show you everything they open up the town they open up the characters all their husbands boyfriends brothers sisters mayor you know all of the, they're all characters and they just open up the town and um Spoiler alert for anyone that's never seen Steel Magnolias, but when uh, <laughs> when, when, when something happens names, to someone, when something <laughs> happens to someone in the uh, in the play, they say, "Oh, Malin was by Shelby's side the whole time. She was reading her. She was doing her, you know, her exercises with her, reading her books the whole time. You should have seen it. It was so sad." And in the movie, they literally show you the hospital they show that you hear the sound mm. of the machine beeping you see you see Malin doing the exercises with shelby you see her reading you see her in the corner crying that's like the perfect example of how to adapt a play i think another good example of that is real women have curves oh that's a great uh, yeah because that was the same thing where the play takes place only in the sewing factory and then in the movie they completely opened it up the entire world um <laughs> Which but is, yeah, no, I, I hate to say it, but ugh, for as amazing as the performances were in Fences and those Oscars were deserved, but he didn't open up the world of Fences. He literally just showed us the play, but filmed at a house instead of on stage. And like, yeah. why did he have to, why didn't we see the other woman? Why didn't we see the woman dying in the hospital and see Viola Davis, like, take the baby? Like, why Why didn't we see his brother get beaten by the cops? Why did we have to just mm-hmm. hear about it from Denzel Washington? Why didn't we see him in at the prison trying to get his brother out? Like, why didn't we open up the world of fences? Why did he stay in that little house? I've never seen it, David, so thank you. You just spoiled the entire movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we've already had a, a conversation about spoilers, uh, that that play came out in like 1986 or something. So, no, what I was gonna say, what I was gonna say was my unpopular, still my, my unpopular Steel Magnolias opinion is that I um, I love the movie. I think it's great. Um, I just think that Julia Roberts's accent is like embarrassingly bad and i like julia roberts for the record i just did, i just think her her southern yeah. accent in that movie was like i don't think it's awful. bad because it's not a southern accent it's a specifically louisiana baton rouge accent it's, it's not no it's pretty accurate I, I, absolutely not i love you julia it's love pretty you, accurate not, not well you can talk to the academy because she was nominated for an oscar well so. there's a lot of I, there's other things listen i like julia roberts I, have you I been actually, to baton rouge i feel like it's pretty good accent i know a lot of people who are from there one of my friends, River, it's is very different from even a Houston, like from an East Texas accent. And then you go, you take a step over into Louisiana and it becomes something different. Even the Louisiana one and then uh, the New Orleans, I mean, the Baton Rouge one and the New Orleans one are slightly different. And then if you travel in farther, the, the, um, 
Alabama one is, whew, that one's really specific. <laughs> Nashville Come on, is different from Georgia, you know, from, from uh, uh, design and women. That one's different too. Uh, yeah. They're all kind of different. And, and I, I want to go to New Orleans for the food. I hear the food is really good. It though. is. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, it is. Let's go. Let's you and me, Danny. I'm, I'm down. I love it's actually super fucking cheap to go to New Orleans anytime except for Lent. So if you don't mind going in the summer or something, we could go or for Mardi like... Gras. I don't want to go for Mardi Gras. That's too much. No, 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 no. We're already like too old for Mardi Gras. But we could go... Speak <laughs> for yourself, Grandpa. <laughs> Whatever, mister. He doesn't even drink or like go to clubs or anything. Who like... said I don't drink? I never said that. Okay, well... I don't go out, people. I don't go out and get wasted. Well, that's what Mardi Gras I... is. Well, I know that's why. Like... Yeah, yeah. But you know what I really want to try? I want to try some... Um... Heroin. So alligator. Oh, alligator. Oh, so they sell that here at the HEB. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, they do. They sell alligator mm. in the frozen in the frozen seafood area. They also sell crawfish, frozen crawfish by the pound. And um, oh yeah. You can't get that stuff in New York. Yeah. I'm still in South Texas. Have, have by the way. you guys been to that that spot in Union Square, the, the boil where it's supposed to be based off of like Texas like boils? <laughs> Uh, I haven't been there only because uh, it's always full whenever I go. Oh, absolutely! Or whenever I pass by. I haven't been there because uh, you know our mutual friend Alex uh, from Houston. Uh-huh. We both we love that food, but he says that that place is not it's all all it's cracked up to be, and that it's super mm. overpriced because in Texas the boil, boils are kind of cheap, so um, we don't want to pay a hundred dollars for a, a crawfish boil, but. Anyway, we're out of time, so uh, (laughs) thank you for defending uh, uh, Britney's Radiance perfume commercials. Uh, James, uh, we really appreciate it. Do you have anything else you want to add before we uh, wrap up? Free Britney. Free Britney. Free Britney, absolutely. And vote and uh, Black Lives Matter. (laughs) And wear a mask, right? Yeah. And a lot of registrations for voting is de- deadlines are like this week, so like do it now. Yeah, deadline like, is like right now. And actually, by the time you listen to this, it might be too late. But just double check anyway. <laughs> so like, get the psychic vibrations we're giving off now, y'all. Register, <laughs> and then when you listen to this, it'll be like, oh, that's why I felt like I needed that's to do why it. I I felt like no it. reason to not register to vote. That took. I remember when I registered to vote. That literally took me not even five minutes. Like it's people, so quick. It's yeah, it's literally it's so easy. Thing. It's so easy. It's really easy to register to vote. Actually, some places, a couple of places make it hard where you have to like, yeah. you have to, you fill out that thing and then they mail you the registration. Like that is some fucked up shit. You oh, should be nice. able to just do it. You should be able to do it yeah. like that. I just um, did it online. It literally took me two minutes. Yeah. And a lot of places you can. So this, this whole like voter suppression shit is really pissing me off, especially it's happening in Texas. Mm, so Texas, right now, yeah. so I'm really yeah. pissed off about it, but uh, everyone vote and wear a mask. Who knows the state yeah. of the country by the time especially you're hearing Texas. this will be different. Especially Texas. <laughs> Y'all know that Texas, ha- that Texas hashtag on Twitter. If Texas goes blue, Trump is through. <laughs> I hadn't heard that, but it's very true. It's I very love true. That. Yeah. That's very true Um, texas goes blue trump is through thank you so much james thanks james Bye. bye
Oh, what a great show, Daniel. I love talking about all of the stupid shit and some really deep stuff and yeah, fighting with sorry you. Sorry, I cut you off, best. James. Yeah. Oh, you're, yeah. <laughs> Danny, you've been listening to the podcast and saying, oh my God, I'm terrible. I keep cutting off all the guests. But <laughs> listen, I mean, listen, we're I did listen more to about the- ourselves than anyone. I did listen to the first two episodes the other day and I was like, oh, I have gotten at least a little bit better. That was really bad back then. <laughs> um, but also all in good fun. Oh, that sound of Britney Spears brewing coffee means that it is time for our up and coming diva of the moment who is having a moment yes. in the moment we are having right now. And this week's uh, diva is, I hope I can even pronounce her name, Claire Rosencrantz. Let's hear it for Claire Rosencrantz. Go Claire. Seven, eight. Dance with me in my backyard, boy. It's super fine in your corduroy. What do you think? Cute. Yeah, it's very like indie pop. She sounds like a horse. I'm here for it. No, it's cute. I like it. I like the bills. I like the little electronicness. She fits in very comfortably with um, like Ingrid Michaelson and, you know. She doesn't, uh, she likes to da 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 no, uh, no lyrics, a little la-la-la, oohs and ahs, uh, hearkening back to the days of doo-wop, wouldn't you know it, and jazz. Oh, I almost forgot uh, to mention that next week we are going to have our third Vinyl Club entry, so if you want to be part of that discussion and know what we're talking about, go listen to Patti LaBelle's Winner in You. That is Patti LaBelle's 1986 album, Winner in You. We will talk about that next week. (laughs) Going back to that one. Uh, No, Patti LaBelle, but um, anyway... Have a great week, Danny. I hope you're having lots of great sex. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, but thank you. I'll keep my fingers crossed. And everyone else, please vote and have a good week, you guys. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye.